This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Joining us now, as promised, Orioles general manager Mike Elias and Mike I guess it is a bit of a time for reflection here the season ending you've been very straightforward about your goals since you got here and I think your messaging with fans has been very transparent and honest and you're now at a point where you're talking about taking on the Yankees and and the Blue Jays and these teams um, starting next year it's that's that's got to feel good to have come far enough in the process where you're willing to signal that and to know what an exciting offseason this is going to be for you to go about accomplishing it. Yeah, thanks. I, I think that's well put uh, in regards to how I, I feel. And, I mean, and really and to, to Brandon Hyde's credit, to the players' credit, to the coaches' credit, it started a couple months ago. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I, I, don't, I don't know that we were planning on that happening or, or, or you know, that anyone was. Um, but we had, um, as you mentioned, started – organizationally from a very challenging spot at the end of 2018 uh problems everywhere you looked yeah and um we've been very process oriented and just kind of incrementally doing the right thing every day and trying to bring young talent into the organization and make little moves and and get small wins wherever we could and organically it just kind of spilled over onto the major league field uh not at the beginning of the season it was really like a late may early june thing where the team just started rolling um and it's been terrific to see and now we've got an extremely healthy organization where um we've got top infrastructure i think it's uh, as as good a front office as i've worked in Mm -hmm. and we have the number one farm system in the game basically uh, unanimously in any way you want to look at it and then we have this young talented major league team with basically no contracts that that are right so here we go and um i'm excited about it i do think you know it's it's the pressure's on us now to carry this forward and it's such a arms race always in the american league east um not just because of the finances uh in particular uh the blue jays the yankees and the red sox finances but the brain power in all four front offices um, the the minor league systems in all these places, and so it's going to be tough. Um, we're proud to at least just be worrying about um, tangling with these guys now and worrying about the standings with these guys. Yeah. And we'll see where it goes. You guys get labeled numbers, 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 analytics, analytics. We joke supercomputer, this or that. But I, I felt like you could kind of see in how this season played out and the human element that was happening and the connection between some of these players interpersonally and the manager and things that can't be quantified like the chain and, and all of that. What, how, how much of a role does that play? And, like, do you factor that stuff in? Because it's clear you probably could have done more at the deadline if you really, really wanted to have a full-sale sell-off. 
Um, we, we factor it in uh, quite a bit. Um, it's not something that's easy to quantify, mm-hmm. so it's hard to talk about it. But, you know, we've got a lot of people in this organization that have been around a lot of baseball. And um, in particular, a uh, couple of the real minor veteran signings um, that we have with Rugnet Odor and Robinson Chirinos. If you could just be in the clubhouse and see these guys help the young players learn how to go about their business properly – um, you would, you would, you, there's no way to argue that it's not bringing something to the table. And, and we're definitely, um, not ignorant of those factors. And we try to, um, you know, this is a real ruthless business. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of churn, uh, but we try to, um, be smooth with that stuff, knowing that these are human beings out there playing and there's bonds between them and relationships. I'm guessing Whatever model you guys have, any proprietary stuff projection-wise that Adley Rutschman and Gunnar Henderson may have surpassed it. Like, you just don't see this happen that often, especially with all of Adley's responsibilities catching-wise. To go back to the All-Star break and say, my God, this, this kid's top 20 in Major League Baseball in all these hitting categories, and look what he's doing for our pitching staff, and he's throwing multiple runners out in the same game now. Yeah, I mean, with him, it's it's hard to be too surprised. Um, this guy's been, like, the number one thing on the planet uh, since, like, 2018. Basically, wherever he's gone, you know, he goes, it's like the College World Series MVP and Captain Oregon State, and he's the number one prospect going into that draft, and then he goes number one in the draft, kind of a wire-to-wire guy. You know, Baseball America was saying he's one of the top draft prospects of the decade, um, and then he's the number one prospect in the minors, He's just a you know not somebody you want to bet against in any any context, and um, you're around him. It's a very special human being, yeah. um, and I I don't know that any of this is surprising. I just I I don't. It's admirable to me how he's able to take all these expectations and do it, yeah. and then leave people feeling like they got more than they were expecting, um, despite the hype. So. Um, really cool to have him uh, as an athlete in Baltimore for the foreseeable future. It's very special. And with Gunner, he comes up, and it's a it's a pen, it's a it's a wild card race. Like this isn't a September call up to get your feet wet. Like we're sitting here on the radio obsessing about every managerial decision and looking at out of town scoreboards, and it, nothing was too big for him. Yeah, I thought that was a really cool experience for him. I'm sorry it didn't work out with us uh, sneaking into the wild card, but obviously for him to come up in a, in a meaningful context and feel that buzz on the team, um, I think it's something that he'll be able to carry with him into next year and beyond. Um, but, yeah, I mean, his I, – I don't know if I want to say we were surprised with his success either, but certainly this is, like, at the top of what you would hope for when you're taking a – a 17-year-old high school kid, 42nd overall out of a small Christian school in Alabama. Yeah. Um, the makeup has been incredible, the work ethic. Um, the First of all, our, our scouting department did a great job um, kind of sticking with him. And, and when, when he fell on the draft, you know, we weren't afraid to take him, and we got him signed. And then um, our hitting department in the minor leagues and, and the, um, the defensive work that he's done, just it's been a kind of it takes a village type of thing with him and, uh, I, you know, hopefully he's um, uh, has a good year next season too. There's player development, and we're speaking with Michael Elias, or his general manager here on Inside Access. We we think about it in the minor league level, but it happens at the major league level as well, obviously. And for me to think back to the earliest days of you guys assembling at Sarasota, and sort of maybe what I thought of Jorge Mateo then, 
and what I've seen of Jorge Mateo now five months later or whatever, it, it seems pretty extraordinary to, to me um, what he's done given a chance to play every day. And I know plate discipline, there's, there's at-bats, like the, there, there are certainly things to work on. But I just wondered your impression of his growth as a Major League Baseball player. Um, it's been incredible. Um, uh, you know, it was uh, a, a, a waiver claim about which we were uh, very excited. Um, and uh, it felt like a big moment when we got him on waivers because mm-hmm. we had high evaluations on him. Our, our scouts had, had high defensive grades. But he was raw um, defensively. And he's done a lot to clean up his actions and his arm stroke. And I credit our coaching staff with that. And then, you know, he's put in the work. Yes. And now you're seeing his tools um, being useful at shortstop. And it's a very special package because of the speed and the range and the sort of simplicity of his movements because he's so athletic. And now he's not making the the level of errors that he used to. And it, it, it seems like a very accurate arm. So uh, that's been really cool to see, and it's, like, taking place at the major league level because he just hasn't – you know, he's been on rosters getting utility yep. type of usage for the last few years. Um, so uh, kudos to him, but it's definitely – if I were listing, you know, uh, the top things that have enabled our record to take the jump this year, he'd you know, he'd be very high on that list. And I guess there's a hope, too, that, like – the things he applied defensively now, if he hones in on right a little bit more plate decisions and some of that stuff away that he gets into that funk and chases. I mean, if he got on base two times more a week with his speed, right? Like, what could that mean? Yeah, he's got power, um, so he's got that tool going for him. And, um, it's you know, it's a pretty clean swing mechanic, um, so I think we have some hope there. And like you said, um, I think some of these shortstops, um, Jose Iglesias being one, uh, they've got the hand-eye, and they have it on defense, and sometimes a little later in their career it starts to convert to bat-to-ball, and I'm hoping that we get that um, from Jorge. They also get a lot of, and the catchers do too, they get a lot of repetitions because they're out there yes. for their defense, and the bat stays in the lineup even though they're not hitting all that great, and next thing you know they kind of figure it out a little later in their career. So uh, if we get an offensive step forward from him, uh, it's scary to think about it. Got to ask you about Grayson Rodriguez. Um, I guess in hindsight, how close were you guys to sort of having him already up here when, unfortunately, the thing happened with his back? And was how much consideration went into giving him uh, one final start up here after Nuffolk season ended? Yeah, it was extremely close in the summer. It was really uh, uh, kind of tragic timing, and luckily it wasn't anything permanent. Um, luckily, he worked his butt off, and we got through the injury in about the shortest time frame possible. So he actually came back and threw more this September than I think we were. You know, we thought he might be done for the right. year. Um, so, yeah, it's something that you, you think about, but as you're looking here, you know, winding down a season, managing a roster, a guy coming off a major injury, we've got a whole career ahead of us with him, we've got spring training, you know, ultimately it wasn't something that we, we did, but I feel uh, like he has achieved so much this year and he's put himself in a position to where I think a, a spot on this team next year is kind of almost his to lose we'll see what spring training looks like he's going to have to look sharp and look like himself but i expect that he will knowing him and we can't wait to have him on the team a few more questions here with orioles general manager michael elias on inside access i'm asking about grace and i got to ask you about dl i I really like the last couple of weeks it seemed like as he settled into a little more of the relief role we started to see the stuff come out and the, the confidence come out 
Oh yeah, he. Uh, the confidence is a big thing for him. Um, I think. Uh, also, we haven't seen his best velocity. I mean, this right. is this is like the longest season he's had. I think. Um, I don't know when the last one of the minors was that where he went this deep into the year, but I think he's a little bit tired. That's part of the reason we moved him into the pen to keep mm-hmm. the innings down. And he's throwing 96, 97, which certainly works. But, like, this guy can throw 100 as a starter when he's right. going good. You've seen it. So um, what he's done the last few games, and he's he's got a win now as of today. He's got yes. a save, big save against the Yankees. Um, and he's throwing strikes. And this is kind of, I think, exactly what we wanted when we put him into this major league bullpen role to finish out the year, which was – you know, some punches in the nose. Uh, hey, the big leagues aren't easy. Sure. Uh, but also a taste of success, and uh, it's actually worked out perfectly in that regard. And so I know he's going to be very hungry for spring training. We expect to um, reposition him as a starter next spring, and, you know, we'll see where it all takes us. But he has a guy like that with four pitches uh, with his body and his delivery. It's, it's tough to give up on the starting. We're now entering into the hot stove portion looking for you know, it towards the off season. What is the process like for you? Because again, you you are very candid, and you've said not all these guys can play shortstop for us. Not all these guys can play second base for us. And everybody loves your prospects. That's the reality around the industry. So are you? Do you guys do sort of internal rankings, internal depth charts? Because you've got to kind of try to sort out which of these guys do we think is a really good major league player. Which one is well above average? Which could be a superstar, right? As you start to formulate these packages and try to fill your holes. Yeah, we we do. Um, I, I think though that we're humble about it. I mean, a lot of our approach um, is we don't know what the future looks like. We want to play the odds. We want to give ourselves good rolls of the dice and good chances. And it's hard to predict the future. Uh, I mean, look, there's there's got you know Adley Rutschman, those type of guys when they're the minors, it's it's pretty clear what what you're going to get. But you know, somebody who's your number thirteen prospect that has done some interesting stuff right. in high A, there's a world of possibilities there. And um, as as well as we can evaluate talent, we don't know what that looks like. So it's always scary to trade prospects. Sure, but you got to do it. You can't keep them all. There's a, a rule five draft. There's a forty man roster. There's also we can't, like you said, we can't play them all. So um, we're going to have to look at that this year as we try to bring in some some wins and some help and some better playoff odds for the major league team. And we don't have the uh, treasuries that the Yankees and the Red Sox and the Blue Jays do, but we are rich in minor league talent, and that that's the capital that we have at our disposal to gain an advantage. And, we you know, we may have to deal from that part of the deck. In your free time at night, not that you have much, ha- have you ever found yourself perusing that Julio Rodriguez contract extension at length or that Tatis extension at length or that Wander Franco extension at length? Be- because as, you- as you've noted, Adley Rutschman's never failed at baseball and doesn't look like he's going to fail at baseball ever for a long, long time. Yeah, I, I can't I can't talk about stuff too specifically. I mean, and look, there's a few uh, reasons for that. Um I think uh, it's important to me that um, the agents that that we deal with understand that we're going to be discreet about our activities or our intentions um, with anything like that. Um, and it's just not advantageous uh, for the franchise um, to address these types of things publicly. And, and sure. what we may do or have tried or didn't try or, or whatever. Uh, but just trust that our front office works on this type of stuff constantly. Um, if things make sense for both sides, they, they tend to happen. 
Um, and, um, you know, it's just something that uh, we're constantly looking at and working on. One final thing, Mike, and, and this has come up a lot from our callers and the text line and, and even some of the guests we have on because the magnitude of these games has reached a point where we are obsessing about every move that's made. In terms of the, the lineup card, in terms of um, in-game machination, and especially since Joe Madden has come out and kind of said what he said about, hey, this is how his version of how things really work, how how much of that is sort of in tandem? Like, what, what sort of what is the process to determining those things? And the the manager specifically, I, I guess, his his final say, or how does it work? So uh, we have a, a pretty concise philosophy that um, I that Sigma Dell and I I think started learning with the St. Louis Cardinals, and it got magnified even more with Jeff Luno and, and going to the Astros and that whole experience. And now what we do here is um, we have a, an analytics department, a great analytics department that uh, creates um, predictive tools, data-driven tools, uh, and these tools help our decision makers basically play the odds of what mm-hmm. the history of the game tells us is is gonna happen or should happen and that's not just for the manager that's for the scouting director and me and all the people that make decisions up and down the organization and their various and their the pitching coaches you know all this stuff and we take those tools we perfect them the best possible and we hand them to the human decision makers who have to make very fast decisions in real time uh the draft moves quickly a major league game moves uh, lightning quick um, trade deadline, we're making split-second decisions, and, um, you know, Brandon, uh, the manager, whatever, that you know, they know, um, speaking figuratively here, you know, who broke up with their girlfriend or who's got a, a sure. sore, sore ankle that yep. night or whatever, and um, we just ask that they anchor the decisions to, to those tools. But I think you would be surprised how much um, the, the, the human element and the human leadership in this organization – um, kind of does what they think is right, but there's there's smart people in those positions, and they're using that information because the information is good and it helps us be better and it helps us win. So it's a blend of all those things. Obviously, the information that we provide um, will uh, tilt the manager's decisions in certain directions, and there's also a lot of stuff on a nightly basis, you know, health wise, right. going on that you know there's just not. People, the public like somebody calls it from the bullpen. Hey, I'm not so and so is not feeling great. Whatever. Right. Um, but uh, you know, the the in each of those key uh, positions, we have people that are empowered to make decisions in the moment, and um, you know that's how we all work together. Well, listen, I appreciate your time. I appreciate your candor throughout your tender here, or your tenure here, and speaking for Orioles fans, that is thank you guys for doing what you've done and getting this franchise back to a place where I think it's it's captivating Baltimore again and uh, it's making baseball and this team a hell of a lot of fun. Well, thanks. This is a, um, a great baseball town um, and thank you for your coverage and uh, the interest in the team and um, you know we're excited to hopefully keep, keep uh, progressing. Thank you. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 